welcome to Suddenly Sisters with Sean and Erica. Today we are talking about suddenly being a book nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely, so I actually am a reading and writing teacher. Um, I'm a, and I teach children with learning challenges. And so I really um, love reading because I get to help my kids love reading. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't always a big reader. So when do you feel like you started? Um, so I think it, like when I was a kid, I liked reading. And then mm -hmm. school actually took the love of reading away from me because it mm -hmm. f forced me to read books that I didn't... You had no interest in. Had no interest in. Yeah. Um, and so when I discovered science fiction and fantasy books, I was like, okay, but then it really didn't probably pop off reading um, until maybe about seven or eight years ago. Okay. Um, but definitely being a reading teacher, my love for reading has definitely grown. I could see that. Like leaps and bounds. Yeah. I so I read so much more. I'm always reading books for like what they should read because I get to choose their books. Mm -hmm. So like I'm always trying to find books for them to read. Um, and then I'm always trying to like I'm always finding books for me to read and mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm probably always carrying a book yeah I am too um, whether I might not even touch it for a while but there's always a book yeah somewhere yeah so what about so you I think yeah so I think for me I think books really popped off at fifth grade do you know where I'm going with this what happened in fifth grade with reading I don't know. There's a big campaign for kids oh, to read yes, books. Yes, yes, right? yes. Right? Yes, and you get the Pizza Hut pizza yes. if you read all the books. Yes. And so it really started with that because I was like, oh, all I got to read is server. Okay, let's go. Like, free pizza, let's go. See, focused, right? Right. Motivation is always going to be food. <laughs> Never change, people. Never change. Yes. So. It really started with that, and then when I spent summers in Texarkana with my grandmother, she would always take me to the library, and she'd be like, you know, you can get as many as you can carry, and I'd be like, all right, stacks of 15, and then like this little girl is walking through here with all these books, and I'm like, but I'm going to read them because I need to get that pizza, okay? So I had my own little competitions with myself about <laughs> how many books I could read in the summer. So I've always had this thing about reading um, that I really enjoyed it. But it wasn't until I became an adult where I started reading more things that mattered because mm -hmm. I read everything fiction mm -hmm. uh, for so long. And then when I went to grad school, it was like, okay, you have to have focused reading things. And so I was studying, reading books by authors that I needed to study mm -hmm. or I'm actually reading more for how they write and structure and mm, that's interesting. what does that look like and you know how do they change from one location to another or you know things like that like the flow of the book not just the storyline and the plot and the characters but like what does that actually look like from a actual writer's perspective because I was in you know a program for journalism so Technique and writing was really important at that time. So, you know, it kind of changed um, more professionally as I grew up, but I always, like, loved reading. I always have a book. I have a book in the bag. I haven't even opened it, but it is here in case I wanted to. That's so, interesting. I, yeah. I think it's interesting that you read nonfiction 
because yeah. I shy away from nonfiction. Yeah. I have lots of nonfiction books, um, but I can't ever. I need a story. Like I need yeah. a plot. I need characters. Although, <laughs> yeah. true story. The best nonfiction book I ever read was Dennis Rodman's biography, autobiography. But I bet that's interesting because he is a character. He is. It was so, <laughs> so good. And you know who yeah. gave me that book? Who? Your grandfather. Yes! <laughs> he, someone gave it to him for Christmas. And I was over there for Christmas and I was like, oh, can I borrow this? And I read it and I borrowed it. And then I lost it because I left it at a basketball game where I was recording and I had to go buy it and give it back to him but yes I got that from your grandfather and that it, is a funny story it was one of the best autobiographies that I ever read I've never known this story I know I've it's never so read this funny. book I, 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 I have lots know. of funny stories with books like we could talk about the pizza you know the pizza how I my first time plagiarism plagiarizing oh, something Lord. delete this part from the episode <laughs> We got too many degrees to be talking about plagiarism. Hey, I teach my children, my students about plagiarism through my stories. Okay. Oh my god. So, oh my god. Anyway, speaking of books that we love, I discovered um, this book, Homegoing. So I'm gonna give y'all a little little snippet into Erica and Sean's life. Erica is <laughs> the best gift giver. And so, like, literally, literally the best gift giver. And so, I am always trying to outgift her. She did it this time. I did. I'm always trying to outgift her. And so, when her birthday was coming around, I was trying to find something for her that would do the thing, right? So, I was like, well, she loves books, so I'm going to try to find a book. And we also have this love of tea. So I was like, ooh, I'm going to get her some tea. Yeah. Book and tea. Boom. Yes. Okay. So then it's like, okay, well, where do you find a book? Because okay. there's billions of books. So I go on Amazon and Amazon, like, like this book comes across my screen somehow. <laughs> and I was like, so I'm reading it and I was like, oh, it's perfect mm-hmm. because it's about sisters. Uh-huh. And they're in Ghana, uh-huh. and we were supposed to go to Ghana uh-huh. this summer. So I was like, "This is perfect." But even been in, ended up being even more perfect, yeah. because of the book itself, like right. the actual story and all of that. Like it's such a, it's good, such a book. good book. And on top of that, so I was like, "Well, I'm gonna get the book for myself too." Because then we can read it together. It'll be a sister thing. So good. And it worked out perfectly because this book is amazing. Yeah, it's the best thing we've read. Yes. And I mean, collectively. Yes. It is (laughs) top five fave of all time books. It literally is the best. Maybe top three. Book ever. Yeah. So what book is it? It is Homegoing by... Yeah, Jossie. Very good. Yay! We've been practicing that. Yeah, Jossie. Okay, so what is Homegoing? So Homegoing is set in Ghana, which I think I told you, in the 18th century. It's about two half-sisters, Afia and Essie, who are born into different villages and Mm -hmm. each are unaware of the other. So Mm -hmm. one will marry an Englishman and that leads to a life of comfort and um, in the on the notorious Cape Coast castle, 
and then the other will be captured and basically her life leads to slavery and the book basically follows each generation um from both sisters so every chapter um is a generation from each sister um and so basically you follow the the lives of black people in africa and the lives of black people in america and the parallels and it's it's amazing so yeah there's so many levels to it i think with this book it basically it takes you on a serious journey right because you're thinking okay you know when in in the time and the place and how it starts you you already know where you are right so it's it's slavery is having to do with how the slaves even came to be like how did that even that process even happen um i think one of the light bulbs for me was how involved Africans were actually a part of the process of having the slaves transport or people enslaved and then transported wherever they were. It's like, so you mean to tell me that Africans were doing this this whole time? Like, what now? What? Like, it kind of blew my mind. Like, I had a sense of awareness of it. That but then my Texas education. But like, I know. Let's not even talk about it. So, but I had a sense of awareness, right? That this was possible that it happened Mm -hmm. but like to actually read it to the level that she's saying like they were in it in it like Mm -hmm. they were in cahoots with white men like Mm -hmm. they were had deals and contracts and like Mm -hmm. it was a whole situation right on getting africans to move other africans to be like like it still blows my mind like that part was just one of those moments where i literally put the book down and was like i just cannot (laughs) Can I? Those would be those moments that I was texting you, like, this is so traumatic. I know. And I was like, oh, God. Like, it's just, it was a lot. So, the the beginning of the book is really heavy because you have to get through Mm -hmm. all of the things that encompasses slavery. And she does such a great job of describing, you know, the scene and describing how people are packed in spaces and how, you know, there's, poop and pee and bodily fluids and there's stuff everywhere not just people but there's yeah stuff you know women on their periods and it's just i just can't i cannot i can't and i think because we live in such a time where these things would be like a horrific it's going down in the world like people lighting stuff on fire like (laughs) it would be one of those like holy movements of people shutting shit down because of the the inhumane treatment of people yeah and well just, let's not forget that human trafficking just, is still real i mean it still, it still exists, exists. Yes, but it's it was hard to read yes. even though like i think we all or those who care have yeah. imagined or tried to imagine what it was like but yeah. her description of the situation it just it really painted a vivid picture in your yes. mind that you it like it's just it was traumatic it was and that the the book really does highlight black trauma on every yeah, level on every on level, every level. Yep. um but i think it's 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 also done beautifully and respectfully mm-hmm. um yeah is from Ghana she was born there 
um, but she moved to America and then she moved she went back to Ghana a couple of times especially to do research on this book and so I would really be interested to just know what their research entailed. Yeah. What did you find out, sis, that made you right. say, I think I need to write a book about Right. This. What did I... Well... Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, my, sure. like, main thought on this book, why I love it so much, is that it touched my soul. Like, my spirit yeah. was heavy, but my spirit was... It's just... my. It touched my soul in a way that no mm-hmm. book really ever has. And... Um, it really made me think about my heritage. Mm-hmm. It made me question my who my ancestors are. Oh yeah, that's not something we don't really talk about that in my family a lot. Um, so I don't really know much more um, other than like maybe a couple of generations back from yeah. either side of my family. So yeah. it really made me want to you know do some, my own research, do my own travel <laughs> to Africa, which I right. still have yet to do. Um, and I I really was emotionally attached in a way to this book that I hadn't ever been in another book. Yeah. And like I said, the, the trauma mm-hmm. was just so evident. But it was so educational. Yeah. Without being preachy. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. She covered a lot of bases with this she book. She did. Because she's like, I'm not just going to tell you the story without giving you the history. I'm not just going to you right. know get you in your feelings about all of these things without you know laying the groundwork for how this one moment in time really helped to direct and influence all of the things that happened in the rest of the book right and so i think the part about wanting to know our own history and wanting to do our own research i think the sad part about it is that we won't have these stories mm-hmm. because they're gone. Mm-hmm. The people are gone. The stories have gone with them. Mm-hmm. We won't have these stories. And so, you know, we won't be able to go back as far in the story part, mm-hmm. but we will be able to trace the roots um, if we wanted to and, and find our own family trees. But I think that how she told the story, connecting the dots from, you know, generation to generation, and how it, she kept it moving forward was just, it was brilliant writing. And I've never seen a person do that in, in, and keep the story together. Like, you weren't mm-hmm. lost. You weren't confused. You weren't. And she made sure you knew exactly how people died or exactly mm-hmm. how they got wherever they were. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't leave you wondering what happened. No. It's going to be a great movie. Somebody <laughs> is going to pick this up. Please, Ava DuVernay. Do a movie. I call you. You can do it. <laughs> I can see you doing it. I can see you doing it. It, it would be a fantastic movie it because really she left no stone or unturned. a TV series. Because or of the, the way each each um each chapter, each chapter is, own. it could be its own series. That's true. It could make a, it would make a really good okay Netflix. I'm just saying. Somebody. So um I think because we don't want to give too much away because we want people to read it, right? You need to go read the book. You need yourself. to go read the book. But I do think that we should talk about like a couple of, you know, answer a couple of questions. Yeah, let's do it. So I'm not, I'm going to save that one for last. So what, <laughs> this, this is where we probably will differ, but you know, this idea of beliefs and religion and mm-hmm. things like that that was a kind of a big theme in the book yeah um how do you feel about those themes and how do you like what are your thoughts on religion and belief in the book and how they're portrayed in the book 
and the evolution of religion kind of so yeah it was a total evolution because so i've been to ghana myself and so in the beginning when they when they talk about the castle and they talk about the slaves being underneath the castle in the dungeon um the thing that i learned when i went to visit the castle is that that's also where the church was that's also Mm. where the chapel is is down in the bottom um and so people are you can hear you know the the songs and the words and everything the noise of the dungeon you can hear through the castle because of the vents where mm-hmm. the vents are or whatever mm-hmm. um but at the same time that's where the english would go down on uh, the other side and do church service on sundays wow right so religion was there christianity was there right next door right the way these you know? christians are doing this and are praising god to human on beings. the next on, in yes. the very next room yeah like that part alone when i learned that actually visiting the castle i was like this like <laughs> okay y'all been on this <laughs> y'all been acting this way since the very 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 beginning like yeah there's there's no you know the evidence is available like yeah. the entire time so for that's very striking to me um that that is already a piece of the pie mm-hmm. already in the very beginning um but i like the way that it evolved through the book because mm-hmm. she definitely shows you know how culturally you know africans have a whole nother like a whole nother way of doing things in terms of you know they believed in like potions and sands and you know certain you know things that you do or don't do you know having certain ritualistic type things mm-hmm. and all of that like all of that is still part of spirituality mm-hmm. but not religion per se and so when they start to intersect and you got a story about a completely religious experience mm-hmm. um which then turn and meets a spiritual experience you you got yourself thinking like well how is this gonna turn out because <laughs> you were over here see i can't right. tell the story but right. when right. you get there you know what i'm talking about because right. you'll be like wow that's wow wow um a lot you know they talk about baptism and mm-hmm. that went wrong um there, there's just so much that throw is thrown in there that she really doesn't bring it all to the table. Mm-hmm. She's like, we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about, you know, witches. We're going to talk about spirits. We're going to talk about how all of these things were at play. Mm-hmm. Everybody believes something else and practices something else. Um, even being prophetic and having dreams. Yeah. That's in there. Yeah. Um, and so all of those things are very real. Um, inside of the book but it does make you think about you know how not only in history these things have been evident but even today you know there's still so many conflicts and crossroads with all of those very same things Mm -hmm. it's just it's very interesting I mean I think that's part of why the book is so great because she just brings everything to the table she was like oh we're gonna talk about all of all of these things yeah you know, colors and, you know, color lines and genders and sexuality. Like, it's all in there. there. And there's all examples of all of it. So, you know, it's I I think it's fascinating. I really do. Yeah. 
I definitely, reading this book, I've always questioned, before reading this book, I've always questioned how black people can be Christians. Mm -hmm. Like, how you praying and Mm -hmm. everything we've been through, how are y'all Christians? Right. I'm a Christian. I'm not saying that I'm not. I love the Lord. We love Jesus. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. But I've always questioned how we got here um, because clearly that wasn't our origin when it comes to our spirituality. Correct. And so a lot of times in the book, Christianity was was deemed the white man's Christianity because it was Mm -hmm. a white man's religion that Mm -hmm. I felt like from what I've known, what I've read, what I've learned is that like the African culture kind of took it on to survive. A lot of things Mm -hmm. were to survive. Right. And so the book kind of just furthered my inquisitiveness about religion and the black community Yeah. because we have struggled as a community for so long. Right. And yet every Sunday we pile into church and we pray and we pray and we pray. Yes. So I think that, um, I think that part, it, the, the religion piece, the spirituality piece really just Mm -hmm. furthered my curiosity about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, And I, and I think even for the beginning of the book, you know, I wonder who from the dungeon side said to themselves, like, oh, maybe we should be praying or maybe we should be, you mm-hmm. know, what are they saying over there? Like, yeah. we, I, who said, who thought that was a good idea? Like, to be like, oh, okay, Derek, maybe that's what we should do. Right. You know, like, because at some point that has a cross, right? Because mm-hmm. there's no way, in my mind, there's no way if I am enslaved and trapped in a dungeon with hundreds of people in the state that it's in and I can't breathe clean air that the thing that's happening next door I would be influenced by that mm-hmm. as a po- in a positive way like I just I can't see in my mind me being like well the Jesus state you know mm-hmm. that I would that's not it no I understand like, huh? what you're saying you're basically <laughs> saying huh? that you can't see how a yeah. people who were oppressed and enslaved yeah could be like, oh, well, we're just going to follow that religion. But I don't really think it was like that. I yeah. think it was more forced on them. It was it was like, you know. But even then, it's still forced in a in in a in a box. Because had they really taught them, that means they would have been teaching them to read. Right. Had they really taught them, they would have been teaching them a whole lot more. Right. So they just Yeah, so no, it's still no, in a box. No, they use those you know, handful of scriptures that talked about being a good slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And things like that, you know. So yeah. let's switch gears and talk about the role of women in the book. Women run women run the world. We women run the world. Women we ran run this world. book. When and we run the world. It was fantastic. It was. So women's yeah. role in the book go from traditional mm-hmm. I mean they're just pretty much traditional you have the mother you have the yes. wife you have the caretaker yes you have the voice of reason yes. <laughs> while the men's role in the book are traditional they're the father they're the son they're the breadwinner um yes. and even as you flow from generation to generation even as you get to current time this current time period those mm-hmm. roles are still kind of traditional right um However, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the book kind of perpetuates these stereotypes that the value of a woman is only with having children. Yes. She's only um, yes important if she bears children. Right. And that a man's value is really in his warrior spirit. Yes. His 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 ability to take yeah. care of his family by working or fighting or what have you. Um, so I I always just whenever I'm reading I'm all, because of my own lifestyle and the way that I have chosen to have children and live I always wish that more books would traverse gender roles and gender norms mm-hmm. differently. It yeah. doesn't mean that I you know of course it doesn't take away from what I love about the book. I think there was mm-hmm. one hint of homosexuality yeah very light hint very light hint of homosexuality and i'm not saying that every book has to have homosexuals and transgender or whatever i just but she covered it i mean it's it's there but i just like i really feel like women the the role of women throughout this book were mother and child you know mother and child bearers yeah and you know and the men were <laughs> the warriors and they went to work and there wasn't really a yeah. lot of in between there. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that's always a little disappointing to me, especially as I try to find more diversity in books. But what are your thoughts on that? So, but I like the fact that there, she had a character who didn't want to be a warrior. Yeah. He like, yeah, that's true. Got out. I don't even care tell you how he got out. He got out. <laughs> and so, you know, she she went there because I never thought in my mind like, what would happen if they didn't want to go to war? Mm-hmm. What would happen if they or were like didn't want to be a part of the slave trade? Like, I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, that's not. I'm not feeling it. I'm, I'm not down. Like, were they just killed? Were they just ostracized? Were they put out of the village? Like, how does that work? Like, I didn't even consider it until yeah, he was like, I don't, I don't want to do, do that. that. Yeah, and he found a way out. Yeah. Um, even on the flip side with, she had a character that couldn't have children or thought she couldn't have children. Yeah. Um, and was barren. And so I, what do you do? That is a physical mm-hmm. thing. There's nothing that you can do about that physically, but you're in a country in a time and a place where having children is part of your, you know, hierarchy. That's how... Yeah you move on up like yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you survive if you can't have children it's not your fault it's not anything you could do it yeah. doesn't matter who your husband was like you just can't have kids like what happens I mean yeah. she talks about Back that her status in the, in the world at that time so are you thrown away with that are you like how does that work like I never considered either one of those as possibility now granted mm-hmm. it definitely happened human you know we're human um, I'm pretty sure all of these scenarios were possible, but I never considered what happens if they go against the grain. What happens if, you know, they're not a warrior, they can't have kids, um, they don't want to be king of the village. They don't want right. to be, you know, I don't want to, I'm, I'm good that. being, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good over here. Yeah. What if they do fall in love with the white man? What if they do fall in love with a white one? Like, how, what are we doing here? Or what if I don't want to be married now? I don't, I don't even want to go there. Or even for the person that had the hint of sexuality. I'm not feeling her, but he's yeah. a hot thing. But he, like, he, still, he still didn't even get to like... He can't explore he it, He couldn't right? explore it because of the time frame. Yeah. And, and homosexuality is still a big 
ta- it's, it's still very taboo in Africa. In oh, parts absolutely. of Africa, absolutely. you can be killed, you know, in parts of Africa. So absolutely. I think that little bit of it was, you know. Yeah. I just want, I always want authors to try to explore, yeah. you know, gender norms in a different way. Yeah. Um, to be, just because every woman, like you said, every woman doesn't want to be married. Every woman doesn't want to, or can't have children, or doesn't want or doesn't to have want to, children. Right. We have, we know friends that don't want to have children. Yeah. You know, every man doesn't want to go to war. Every man doesn't want yeah. to have a wife and kids and stuff like that, you yeah. know, and to explore that. Um, it, 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 but on the flip of that, she really did a good job of exploring when you when you do want those things and they're not happening. Yeah. And how that affects you culturally, how that affects you socially, yeah. how that affects you emotionally. She does a good job of doing that as well. So, and I think that that changes throughout the time periods too which she does she winds that in very seamlessly which brings me to my next point of or my next question is like how do you think since you like to explore that with an author how do you how did you like the way she handled the settings of the book and the time periods and the way they were represented I think she was great because I'm I myself can't imagine I feel like I would have to have written this type of book it would have taken me years to kind of get my mind wrapped around because I want to be all in for the one place and one time I'm writing about mm-hmm. well if there's only if that's only two chapters deep mm-hmm. right and then you're on to the next generation mm-hmm. in a new space new place new time and I have to bring all of that with me. I feel like it would take me so long mm-hmm. to kind of transport myself to, okay, so what was happening in Harlem in 1969? Mm-hmm. What was the music like? What was the scene like? What were they dressed like? What was the atmosphere? You know, where's the dividing line between the black side, the white side? Mm-hmm. Like, how far is that? Would you be walking? Do you have access to a car? Like, all, like she literally has to drop herself in to each one of these spaces, be able to collect all of those things mm-hmm. and then write about that and still have the wherewithal to put the characters mm-hmm. in certain frames of mind on how they're thinking, you know, are you involved in the civil rights movement? Do you want to be? Like, what is that like? The Panthers is out. Are you with them? Like, having to think about, you have to have so much knowledge about history and about what was happening in each time frame like I feel like it would take me forever to write this type of book so the fact that she did it yeah yeah and like you're there like she transported you to exactly that time and you really feel like you have a clear understanding of what that time was like Mm -hmm. and how that person or persons could think or feel or act a certain way because of the time that they're in it was remarkable I haven't seen you know another author really do it like that so it was really kind of neat to see i thought specifically i felt that she chose each time period or setting Mm -hmm. to highlight or represent the evolution of the black experience Mm -hmm. um versus the african ghanaian experience so i feel like you know it wasn't it was this time frame but she's always picked a specific 
moment in history yeah. to represent in each decade, which I thought was wonderful. So she took us through the slave trade. She took us yep. through Jim Crow, yep. civil rights movement, Ghana's fight for independence, yep. uh, the crack epidemic. Yep. Like she, she went, there. she went there <laughs> yep. and then did it seamlessly and created like these transitions yeah. that just, we're roving through each generation. I would love to know how long it took her to do all this. Right. Because even with dialects. Yeah. Even with yeah. Them speaking to each other. like That would change too. That would change yes. too. Yes. Because you're going from half, yes. you know. And then the different villages oh. have different languages. Oh. And so in the beginning, you've got, you're, you're reading it, trying to process that this is one village's language. And they're trying to say, oh, she's from over here, but I'm from over here. Yes. Like, but then you flip to the next, like, there's a completely different dialect. Yes. You know, it's yes. English, but it's broken English and they still throw in some, you know, African words in there, especially if they feel like they can recognize you're from another, like, your lineage was from a village. Like, they yes. still be like, oh, so good. It was amazing. It was so and good. even towards the end of the book, when we're getting to more current times, I mean, we're back, we all, all in with some slang. Like, yeah. it's just, <laughs> and you knew it. Like, you didn't you need to it. have a, yeah. you didn't need to have a map. You didn't need to have yeah. a, 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 an encyclopedia. You just knew yeah. what was going on, where you were. You, yes. knew, you knew when you were in America. You knew when you were in Africa. You yeah. knew where, you know. And it, then on the top, on the same part of that, like, there were so many historical moments yeah. throughout that it made me want to, like, stop and, like, look things up yes. and, like, investigate a little like, bit more yeah yes. yeah yes. and i think that the the part of the book like you were saying at the beginning that so many people don't really know africa's or the african's role in the american slave trade mm -hmm. um you know sl slavery in their mind was what they always did right but it wasn't american slavery it was right. more of like I fought your village. Our village is yes. fought. We we won, so we get to take you yes. as captives. And now you just cleaning up our house. And now you're my house girl, right? Yes. You're my house girl, or I yes. might now take you for a third or fourth wife, yes. or what have you. Exactly. They didn't know for a very long time that that was still slavery, right? That what American <laughs> slavery was. Yeah. And so I think the saddening part about all of this, and the maddening thing about all of this for me. Was that like people don't know this? Yeah, people don't know the complexity of it all. Yes. It, a lot of it was survival. A lot of it was like, okay, like we are gonna give you slaves so you don't take us as slaves. Like, right. it, it became like a, a, a an idea, right? That a lot of people just really don't know. And so I think reading this book will help people explore that more and want to research it. Yeah. You know, more. Yeah. Okay, so with that, so I just had two topics come into mind that okay. I think we should cover. And they're both interesting. Okay. So one is mental health. Okay. Because I feel like she covered mental health, all types of issues that people were dealing with, and how all of these scenarios and this trauma affected their mind. Mm-hmm. Each time period, somebody was having some sort of mental like constraint behind the trauma of whatever it was they were experiencing. Either they were blocking things out or they were more mm -hmm. aggressive or they were so emotional mm -hmm. or like all they all had something. Even at the end of the book, even when the present day 
<laughs> like they still had the trauma that they're dealing with with trying to go back mm-hmm. to learn about it. They had their own trauma. Yeah. Just trying to go back to learn but about isn't the that, history. Isn't that the black struggle? It is. That's the black struggle. Like it the is. black struggle is the fact that we have passed down black trauma from yes. generation to generation. Yes. Like no matter if you were on the continent or not, we yes. have passed down the struggle from yeah. generation to generation. I think the beauty of it now is that black people not trying to pray it away as much as they used to be. Right. Now we are going to get help. We are seeking. I yes. believe that all black people in America should have free Therapy. Therapy. Every day. Every, every last day. Like, it should just be free because what we've been through. You're born, but, you're born to therapy. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I do think that um, she raises that, she she shows that. She, she shines a light. She yes. shines a light on that. And I love that if you're not going to get therapy, you need to. Yeah. Because there's something to talk about. There's and even sometimes I don't think I'm going to have something to talk about. And, and I find something to talk about. Absolutely. Because we have been traumatized. Yes. Since. 17th, 18th century, you know, yeah. since this whole thing started. Yeah. And so I think that that was definitely highlighted in the book. Yeah. And so this is our plug. <laughs> <laughs> Not just to read the book, but... Read the book and go to therapy. Go to therapy. <laughs> it doesn't have to be in that order, but no. read the book and go to therapy. <laughs> but this book may make you want to go to therapy. I mean, really, because... <laughs> You're going to have questions. Right. You're going to be highlighting stuff and have flags like I did. Right. I was like, let me circle back to this. Because <laughs> I mean, it's a break. You're a highlighter flagger. I am. If it's really good to me. Oh. If it's really good to me, I'm flagging all over the place. Because I'm like, ooh, that, ooh. Yes. And I then I'm like, I'm coming do back it, to But that. I don't do that on my I'm own. I'm coming back to that. I don't do that. Yeah, no, I do I don't really like writing That's how I know books. how good it is. I don't like writing in books. Even though I make my students do it. I won't write. Oh no, my, my students have to they we have they have to annotate in their book. Oh yeah, no, I don't and it breaks write, my I don't heart. Write books, I, I also don't as a book nerd. I don't bend pages. Don't bend pages. Don't take off my book ears. covers. Oh, I take my book covers off because oh, I don't like them to get ruined. I also don't like to bend the binding on oh, the book. Oh, don't bend it back. Oh, one of my coworkers did that. I had to do something. I was like, "Can you please read to the students?" And he took my book and, and he did like that. It back <gasps> and I was like, "No." Like, sir, you just bought that book. Uh, you need to buy me a new my one. My heart, right now, it broke my. And it was my favorite yeah. book that I teach. And I'm it really broke special my heart. about books. Yeah, like yeah. I I was fussing at Ryan the other day about not having a bookmark. I was like, ma'am, what are you doing? Oh, Leo Where's likes to bookmark? make bookmarks. Oh, I need yes, a he makes bookmarks all the time. I need a bookmark. Oh, I'm gonna have him make you one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're so off tech. No, we're so, not. We're book nerds. That's what we're talking about. This is part of the book nerdum. Okay. Right? Yeah. We have a whole thing about the books itself. Okay. So mental health was one thing. Okay. And then the other thing I thought about was marriage. Mm. Because, mm. yeah. You know how I feel about marriage, so. I, that's no, a, that's, that's, that's another episode. Day. <laughs> that's another episode. We're not talking about us. Okay. We're talking about the book. And so in the book, I felt really... Like, okay, so this is what we're doing. Um, because for the mo- for the first half of the book, all the marriages are arranged, mm-hmm. right? And so, so-and-so was born, and you're born, and mm-hmm. th- y'all are going to be married. Mm-hmm. From the beginning, we already know y'all going to be married. He going to be the king. You're going to have a billion babies. Like, this is what we're going to do. Right. 
So as it gets further in and people are able to start having choice mm-hmm. and choosing their, their person, um, it gets really interesting because I almost feel like at one point, because I was like, oh, do I really think that? I think I might think that. I actually thought like, Maybe they should go back to arranged marriages because y'all not working out. <laughs> you know that arranged marriages tend to last longer. Out. I know that's what I've heard. They tend to last longer. That's what I've heard. Yes. But I was just like, I don't think y'all make good choices. And, you know, I feel like this is some foolishness going on and maybe y'all shouldn't have done well, it. Well, is it a bad choice or was it the right choice in the moment? I, well, you know, I mean, it is what goes back was. to the question of what is commitment. But I do agree. Goes. I do agree that... Um, the the better of the marriages in the book were the ones that were yeah. kind of arranged. Um, but at the same time, like, marriage is a construct. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another episode. <laughs> but no, I think, I think she does do a good job of highlighting that as well. Like, yeah. the evolution of marriage, the evolution of relationships. Yes. Um, she, just, she does a really great job of just, just, the I evolution of life. How well she really did. She with probably this did. She probably does because everybody talk about it. Told you about that white lady that I saw. I know. I was y'all. Tell I the was, story. I was reading. So, <laughs> so I was at a restaurant. I live in Harlem. So I was at a restaurant out to eat because you know you could do that in Harlem. And I'm reading the book, and this <laughs> white lady walks by. She was like, "Isn't that book amazing?" It was so funny. Isn't that book amazing? And I was like, "Yes." Yeah. She was like, "You're gonna love it if you haven't finished it yet." It was just like it was the moment. She had a moment. Yeah. I had a moment. But that's how good the book is. Yeah. Like it'll make yeah. you stop people in the street. Like, ah, oh, that that it was yes. so good. <laughs> yes. I've been telling everybody about this book. Go read the book. I like I've I've been telling yeah. everybody that that come to my house or that. Yeah. that love books i even like emailed my boss and i was like so here's some books for the kids but you need to read this book too right right Right. yeah so i highly recommend this book um i think you bought the next one yes of hers i bought transcendent kingdom i haven't read it yet that's what's in the bag i haven't read it yet i'm actually reading a book about witches which i typically read books about witches and vampires and monsters (laughs) so this book was a huge departure from what i normally like to read and it was well well worth it yes it was definitely worth it so why do you think the book is called homecoming that's my last question why do you think the book is called Homecoming? you know i struggled with this because at one point i was like shouldn't it be like homecoming and not home going yes i did too I and I, but then I was like, okay, well, I can see it both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it kind of goes with that principle of life, life and death. Like, mm-hmm. you know, especially in a black culture, we'll be like, you know, someone old passed away, the new, mm-hmm. the baby is born, like it mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. The evolution of it happens around the same time, or you know, right. etc. Right. Um, which we've seen in our own lives, right? Like right. it doesn't. It's, it's not a far departure from that but I think that those words kind of have that same play on it too you know because mm-hmm. it's really home going in terms of for me speaks to the ends because they actually go back to Ghana yeah. but the homecoming in my mind I'd be like you know it kind of you think about it in different ways so most people would be like homecoming when I think of homecoming I think like football games yes, and everybody's yes. coming back and dun, dun, dun. you know we totally did like a cheer moment. We might need to do YouTube so you all can see the actions that happen. But so homecoming has a completely different reference. But for black homecoming, 
like complete celebration, almost like a whole week of stuff to do. Like you have well, all maybe of these that's people. That's why it's called homegoing. Homegoing because it's a celebration. But that I was gonna say it's that's a, a celebration. Homegoing of is yeah. still like a celebration. We still view it as a celebration of a person's life. But why nobody really celebrating in this book, though? I know it was not much celebrating happening in the book. I don't know. I just I don't know. I think I think the I think that's a great question for the author. I would love yeah. to know why she chose. Because I can only homegoing. think of a literary like a literal reason. Yeah. Like as you said, like at the end of the book, they go back home. Right. But I can't. I'm sure there's something figuratively that I can't put my finger on. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's got a. Uh, she's got a really good. Yeah, we're gonna write some more investigation on that. But, but, but yeah, I think y'all should read the book. I hope that we have um, <laughs> encouraged, like, you. encouraged you, influenced you. Um, but even if you don't read this book, read yeah. some books. Like, and make sure your kids yes. are reading. This is from a reading teacher. Yes. Um, we love books. Read to your kids. Read with your kids, even if they're in middle school and high school. Just, like yes. sometimes, just sit down with them and just read a book. Um, but read, y'all. That's the only way we gonna get yeah. to the next level. That's the only way. Um, find what you like to read. This is why I like to read books of witches and vampires and monsters, because that's what I like. That's not what that's I like. That's not. <laughs> and fairies. My favorite book is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. So anything. What's your favorite movie? It's my favorite book. Oh, my favorite. In the movie in the top. Well, no, no, I mean that movie is not all that great. But oh. the book is okay. my favorite book of all time. My second, I knew that. My you second favorite me. book of all time is The Red Tint. What is that about? Oh, it's a great book. It is, um, it's based off of one line in the Bible about um, one of, was it Jacob? He had all the wives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one of his wives had a daughter named Dinah. And so someone write a fictional story based off of that. Oh. Um, it's really great. And so it's my favorite adult book. But this is probably number three. This actually might be my second favorite now so it moved in front of the red tent i think it might have moved in front of the red tent only because it really did touch my soul (laughs) like i know that i keep saying it yes but touch my soul but oh that's a great thing to end on so in the book she has a line where she tells the librarian tells someone a character in the book that she should find books that touch her soul and that she needs to keep reading until she finds books that touch her soul. And I literally like, <gasps> in the book, because I was like, oh my God, yes. Like, this is the book that she's telling the girl to go find. Like, yes. she needs to read her own book. Read her own book, yes. Because this is the one that touches her soul. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. We're not exaggerating. Like, okay, so I won the gift book this round. I won, I won this round. Woo! So I'm like two to 20, but whatever. I'll take my two that I want. <laughs> you, this one will last a long time. Yes. This, this win is going to last a long time. Y'all, okay. it was so, so good. High five. High five. Ah. Also read High Five for Glenn Burke. That's a really great book too. God. She's yeah. full of them. Actually, um, we'll, maybe we'll just have a list and post it of books yeah. that we recommend. That uh, that's read. a great idea. We could do that then. We could do that. Okay. Awesome. All right. All right, so Bye. suddenly book nerds, homegoing. Bye, Jossie. Very good. Yes. All right. All right, check it out. Let us know what you think. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.